What's up, 49er fans? I'm Jason Aponte. That's Grant Cohn. We're on the same stream, but we're on two different channels. Um, is this like the Matrix, Grant? Like, is this like, or or Inception? Is it like a dream inside of someone else's dream that's inside a taco that's inside a KFC? I think that's what it's in. It's an AFC. No, it's a KFC next to an A&W root beer. Have you ever been to an A&W root beer? And is it good? Because it looks like it might be. I'm on what the East would Coast, Grant. I'm on the East Coast, Grant. We don't have that here. Oh, that's kind of a West Coast thing. That's true. Anyway, that's why it's called Coast to Coast, because I bring some of that West Coast knowledge, and he brings some of that East Coast flavor, and together you get a lasagna. Yeah, all right. There you go. And you know what? Again, a lot of people are excited, mostly the people on your side right now, because they're, like I'm looking at the comments, and it's it's from what you've linked in. Oh my God! You know, uh, Jason and Grant back together again. I don't. I don't want to reiterate this over and over. Me and Grant have always been cool. It is what it is. Um, Caesar, real quick before we get it started, says six cents Sam season, meaning Sam Darnold sees ghosts. I see dead More. people <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Thank you for that donation, Caesar. But all right, real quick, let's get it started. So today. The bot, Dove Kleeman. I think that's how you say his name. Dove Has Kleeman. anyone seen him in person ever? Does no, he exist? no one's ever seen his, his him in real real life. And nice. he also has harassed Jennifer Lawrence to the point that he can't even show his face in. Yes. And that is that is 100% true. Grant, I promise you, I am not making that up. He has harassed. Plot twist. He Man, has talk harassed, about a Sixth Sense plot twist. Sorry. He has harassed the actress Jennifer Lawrence to the point that he has to go under the guise of Dove Kleeman. And you can look this up. All you guys have to do is Google Dove Kleeman, Jennifer Lawrence. You are going to get to what you need to get to. But Wow. Hey, how about uh, national football reporters getting themselves into hot water recently, huh? <laughs> well, well, reporter is a is a is stretch. a vague term. Yeah, that's a stretch for him. And he's yeah. he's He's the greatest aggregator of, aggregator. N- of NFL yeah. news ever. So okay. he he pulls up a Dan Patrick video of mm-hmm. him saying that the 49ers have explored, kicked the tires. I think in 49ers land, what we call that is due diligence right. on Lamar Jackson. But my question is, Grant, <laughs> I, I listen to Dan Patrick speak. I see mm-hmm. Dove Kleeman's tweets. Mm-hmm. Didn't John Lynch admit to so much in the press conference? Yes. You 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 can speak now. Go. Yes, he did. I guess this is what makes it interesting. Not the dove that that Dove Kleeman aggregated it, but the fact that Dan Patrick said he heard. He's like, I, hey, I heard. Like he, you know, hey, I'm Dan Patrick, and I got a source, which is really interesting. Like, are you repackaging a group interview from the owners' meetings? And since I've been watching Dan Patrick since I was like five years old, I'm gonna say no. What makes this interesting is it's possible that Dan Patrick heard something else from someone else who wanted something out, and that's what he's expressing. And I think that would be kind of cool. Like, I think my fantasy is that Jed wants Lamar. And, you know, John is, like, cool with Brock. And and Kyle, you know, is cool with anyone who's, like, $100,000 or whatever. Like, he's cool with Sam Darnold. But Jed is over here being like, no, you told me Jimmy was going to be great. I gave you the money for Jimmy. We passed on Tom Brady. Then you told me, like... You told me Trey Lance was going to be great. I gave you three first-round picks. No, we're not going after Brock or Darnold. I want Lamar. I, I really would hope that Jed's like that, but I can't actually see that in, in like right. this world. 
Eddie Marcos916 uh, says, Hi, guys. Took a mental break from the 49ers, but I'm back. He sent a donation, and that's on uh, your side as well, too. Steven Andrews said, Thank God they're back. And, you know, I'm I'm happy as well, too. I'm happy to see Grant. Grant, real quick, my, my initial thought on this, and I think we should kick off a bigger conversation. I know you have to get out of here in a certain amount of time because you have another show going on. Also, save me five minutes. I got a couple questions for you. Oh, yeah. Questions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Draft right. questions. For sure. So John Lynch spoke about we explored. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't. And then he said, I'm convicted, which means I have conviction in, in Brock, right? It's supposed but, to mean that. Right. But he said, we can't have the roster that we have now without the way that we built this roster, meaning we've skipped on the quarterback room mm -hmm. so we can have Fred Warner, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, all these guys. And, and, and we've got more to talk about on Brandon Ayuk. The bigger question is, Grant, the 49ers seem to be trying to buck a trend that Super Bowl winners have led with. If you look at the Super Bowl winners, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, the last non-elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl, maybe Matt Stafford. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Stafford. I, I wouldn't say Stafford's elite either. I'm not saying Stafford. He's got an elite, elite. arm. He's got an elite no, arm. But, and they had a very good team, and they just yeah. added that one. And now, look, they're paying the price. Nick yeah. Foles is the Nick last Foles. quarterback who was not elite. The 49ers are And the Eagles didn't make him their franchise quarterback. They were like, thanks, Nick. We had a stacked team. You did your job. That's the thing, Grant. The 49ers are trying to do something to buck a trend of what actually happens. Joe Burrow hasn't won a Super Bowl, but if Joe Burrow gets into a shootout with Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, whoever it is, who would you take your shot on? That's the question. So the 49ers are trying to do something that the league is moving in a direction for. But they're trying to buck a trend by saying we're going to stack everywhere else except the most important part of the the team and the position. What do you think about that? Well, they're, say, they're saying like the best team wins a Super Bowl. Like in, uh, in John Lynch's case in 2002, that was the case. But now it's usually the best quarterback that wins a Super Bowl. Um, you want to read that one what? real quick? Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. You can read it. Um, whole draft were busts except Purdy, Womack to be determined. That's from last season. I, I feel like Kyle and John are in, are into this idea of having a quarterback as an interchangeable part, but then you got Jed, who's the owner, who's trying to sell tickets, and the most profitable thing you can have on a football team is a franchise quarterback. And remember, at the owner's meeting, he said you're not winning a championship unless you have somebody who's at least very good at quarterback, if not extremely great. And he's never said that Brock is great. He said he's made a, a great, he made a, a terrific impact last year, but he said he thought Trey can be great and still does. And I think that's what he's looking for. So if John and Kyle don't deliver that eventually. Like, even they will be held accountable. And Jed has been extremely patient. But uh, it's the most important position. I really don't care how good your, your roster is if you don't have a, a, a great quarterback. It's 100%. wasted. Your roster is wasted. Dave Barclay, who's a, me a member of your channel. What's up, guys? Keep killing it. Love the content. Appreciate you, buddy. That's the thing is, Grant, honestly, when you look at the... Having the franchise quarterback, and I want to make sure I frame this correctly. Elite quarterbacks, the 49er fans want an elite quarterback. Well, I have news for you, 49ers fans. There's like five of them, five. 
And that's yeah, but why these are the 49ers, and we have high standards. I'm not a fan, though. <laughs> no, but Grant, if everyone could get an elite quarterback, everyone would have an elite quarterback. Right. For the most part, 25 to 27 organizations in football are trying to navigate their way with whatever they perceive as their guy, whoever they perceive to be successful. When you're looking at elite quarterbacks, everyone wants their elite franchise guy. But that's why only five teams have them. They but all that's why them. Lamar Jackson's so interesting because he was oh. a unanimous MVP. He may not be in the top five right now, but you put him on the Niners? I mean, you put him on the Niners, though? So right here? Let's, you put let's, him right here? Th this is perfect. This leads us into that, right? So you have one of the one of those five guys is Lamar Jackson. By the way, I want to make sure I, I, I reiterate that. I want to reiterate MVP. That. So one of those five guys that 49er fans clamor for, like remember, when you're talking about quarterbacks, a lot of 49er fans will tell you, well, I want a guy who is going to be elite. Okay, find him. Because they're not out there. They're not just sitting there. But okay, Lamar now there's Jackson, one out there. Lamar Jackson is one of those <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, he's right there. Okay. Yeah. So we don't my question, him. my question to you, Grant, is this. When the question was posed, and I forget, was it Matt Mayoko that asked the question about Lamar Jackson? By the way, you mm. it, but I, by the way, you and Matt Mayoko were the ones who were actually asking questions that were hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. Right? Like Thank right you. to the point. Like Matt, Matt started it and was like, This isn't a draft question. But what about Trey Lance being traded? Matt went right in. Boom. And, and, and thank and, God. Thank you, Matt, because he sets the tone. He's the oldest guy there. He gets the first question. He sets the tone. Thank you, Matt. Gotta so Matt, Matt did it. You asked the question where John Lynch gave you a one-question answer, which was, has no. Trey Lance's representatives? Yeah, and he just said no. And, and so, look, there's a lot of talk about questions being asked, who can ask these questions, what's going on. But you and Matt Mayoko, I felt like, were the ones asking the real questions. Thanks. So I think it was Matt Mayoko that asked the question about, did you explore the possibility of Lamar Jackson? And this is where we're going with this. Lynch said, I have explored it. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't. But then I'm convicted in Brock. Yeah. I'm so yeah. convicted in Brock. And... I think for me, Grant, the, the, the reason that I am so enamored with that answer <laughs> is not because they explored the option. Because who knows what explore means? Explore means I told you, you said something, we barely spoke. But him mentioning just Brock. Yeah. Just Brock and not Trey and not Darnold. And then, and then the question is to you. Why is it that Brock is always named at the head? I understand why, because he played so well. But Trey and Darnold are always asked, or, or their answer is with competing. I'm mm -hmm. excited to see Trey compete. I'm excited to see Darnold compete. But there's never any compete when it comes to Brock Purdy. And I understand. Look, Grant, real quick. I want to preface this before you give your answer. Brock Purdy was 8-0 in the games that he started and finished. I get it. The, you know what? You don't want to put the NFC Championship in there. Cool, because he plays six plays. Whatever. He does deserve the first crack. But, Grant, are we getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves in terms of get the gold jacket ready, get quarterback one ready, is this your franchise guy, more than 
giving the guy who deservedly deserves that shot like Brock Purdy does. I just feel like the 49ers have a very particular team culture. It's almost like a democracy. I mean, not for everyone, but if you're in the leadership council, if you vacation in Cabo San Lucas with the head coach and you are friends with him, then you get a say. Uh, and it feels like Brock Purdy won over those guys. And I mean, he won playoff games, pl- plural. So I don't think there's anything that really Trey or Brock, a Trey or Sam can do in a, in a, in a practice that can trump that. Um, so I guess that's why Brock's in the lead in the clubhouse, as they say, right? Like that's literally the case. But why, why does Trey have to compete with Darnold? Because again, like, again, it's a weird culture. It's a very clicky team, especially on offense. And you see with Darnold, he's friends with Click. Trey really isn't. Trey's younger than them. They always kind of resented him, or I thought they did because he was brought in to, to kick out their friend, the leader of the pack, Jimmy G. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's like, who is this guy who's trying hella hard to be our friend? Like, we don't want to hang out with you. And then you got Darnold here like, oh, we know Darnold. I was on Darnold's team. Christian likes Darnold. It's like, ugh. I just feel like that a little bit of that's going on. And like, uh, I think a little bit with this council, they feel like Trey was anointed. He was handed stuff in ways that Jimmy wasn't, no one else was. And whether that's true or not, I think maybe the fact that he has to compete this year could help him win over the locker room that's never given him a chance, in my opinion. Grant, let me ask you a question because I spent a considerable amount of time at training camp, obviously not with the access that you've had. You did. You were there on the sideline. Can I ask you about this narrative about Brock Purdy tearing up training camp? Because I have a vague recollection of him even getting reps on certain days. Like, there were days in which Trey Lance would get all the reps, Nate would get a few, and Brock Purdy would get maybe one or two. One or two reps. Um, it's There's this large narrative out there. And I want to talk to someone else who was there because I want you to, if if I'm wrong, make sure you check me and say, yo, you know what, Jay, you're tripping. Like, you know, this is what happened. But there were days where I didn't even notice that Brock Purdy was on the field, let alone have people tell you, oh, my God, he dominated in camp. He When? When did this happen, Grant? Tell me when. I thought he it was clear that he was better than Nate Sudfeld, but I thought Nate Sudfeld was terrible. And I thought with with Purdy, like, usually you're not scrambling or, or moving outside the pocket in practice. You're just dropping back in the pocket and throwing. And anytime he had to throw the ball more than 25 yards down the field, like, it looked like not an NFL throw. Like, there was nothing on it. And then when he got in games, what I think made him stand out was like, wow, he can get away from pressure. Wow, that's really amazing. Wow, he can throw rolling left. He can throw rolling right. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do with him on play action, moving the pocket that you couldn't really see in training camp when he's with the third team. But no, he wasn't lighting it up. He was holding his own, and he was better than uh, Sudfeld. He was holding his own. Grant, that's my issue, right? Yeah. When I had to take that, I was, oh, well, Brock Purdy's going to be a practice squad guy. And then Brock mm-hmm. Purdy ended up being on the practice squad because Jimmy Garoppolo showed up. All of a sudden, you know, my take on how he played But I think my biggest mistake was discounting what he did in games. Because in the preseason games, he showed you a little bit more. He did. Yeah. And I'll give him that. He did. I mean. He didn't have a touchdown rolling right. And then all of a sudden, he hit him with like the the WWF thing. I was like, oh, my God. This guy thinks he's Aaron Rodgers. No, but look. I I don't care about practice. Right? 
Jimmy Garoppolo threw five picks in practices, whatever. If you show up on game day and you're good, cool. Who cares, right? right? Yeah. My thing was, is people jumping to conclusions on Trey Lance's four games based on practices. That or rumors of practices. Yeah, right. rumors and that of you practices. Weren't at, that yeah. you weren't yeah. at. Like, right? Like, yeah. like, oh, well, they saw they got to look at him at training camp. They got to look at him at practices. Did you? So Yeah, the way I saw it was, let me tell you how I saw it. So. He got all the first team reps this year. Jimmy Garoppolo got all the first team reps the year before, like 95% of them. Jimmy was not good. Jimmy was very inconsistent. He threw about as many touchdowns as picks in 2021. Well, same thing for Trey in 2022. They were under very similar circumstances going against the same damn defense. The difference is that no one cares what Jimmy does in practice because he had all those games and wins under his belt. So they just disregarded his, you know, inconsistent training camp and let him play and he ended up starting three and five but finally figuring it out around november and going on a run trey didn't get that uh he wasn't afforded that he got hurt and he, he, everything about trey gets nitpicked because he hasn't played grant um who was the first quarterback of the three to throw an interception in training camp oh i don't know you tell me Brock Purdy. Was it Purdy? Yeah. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah. And it was true. on a ball. It was That's on a true. ball where Danny Gray was flying by oh himself my God, down man, the middle so of the field. Bad. He threw it up and the guy caught it like a punt. It Again. just hung up there. Again. Yeah. I remember that. But and I, I think trying. I felt like, I was like, this guy just doesn't have it. Like, that's not right. an NFL arm. I'm trying to combat the whole you didn't believe in Purdy stuff, but I watched Purdy with my own eyes for whatever time that he got in camp. And for people to say, oh, he lit it up at camp, you weren't there. You but, were and, not But this there. is why I feel like he's not a franchise quarterback because he was trying to push the ball down the field in training camp. It didn't work. When he played, he got by with moving around and throwing short passes. What he does is he gets away from pressure, rolls to the left, throws a quick pass. Or he gets a guy 10, 15 yards down the field. But that's that's pretty much it. And anytime he has a guy in his face, he rolls left. He, he spins left. I just feel like, People were comparing him to Tom Brady or Kurt Warner. Those guys would throw the ball down the field, like deep down the field. That's not Brock. And I think I think he's a backup quarterback who fits the scheme per- perfectly and moves well. But if the team weren't great, he wouldn't be great. He's as good as the team is. He's not going to hold the team back, but he's not going to win a Super Bowl with this team. That's how I feel. I mean, even if he did, he'd still be this team's Nick Foles. Allow me to disagree just a little bit with you, Grant. Go ahead. I want to make sure that I say this. My biggest mistake was not my assessment of him in training camp. My biggest mistake was not allowing him to do the things in games and using yeah. too much practice stock into that. Yeah. And, and I do believe let's let's yeah. hold that let's that, that that holds true for Trey too. Like that's that's the lesson uh, Absolutely. Trey, right? So that's that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Is one guy looked bad at, in 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 practices in training camp. Yeah. One yeah. guy was a little bit inconsistent, but you yeah. hold what one guy did in training camp, Trey Lance, against yeah. him, but it yeah. don't matter what Brock Purdy did because he did it in games. Can we give the same guys the same amount of time to afford themselves? I still think, look, Grant, I'm a 49ers fan. You're not. Let's just let's just make sure right. we – Hell yeah. We, we, That's right. Yeah. I don't care which of these guys That's is right. the guy that leads the team to the 49ers. But to the, to the Super Bowl. I don't care. I really don't. But – at the same time, I want to dispel the narrative about me being a Brock Purdy hater when I objectively looked at what he did in camp, and he didn't blow anyone away. 
The reason that he made the practice squad was Nate Sudfeld was cut after they paid him $2 million, and Jimmy Garoppolo was back. And they put Brock Purdy yeah. on the practice squad, and they didn't want him to. And again, when I said Brock Purdy's going to make the practice squad, people were like, oh, you're a hater, you're a hater, and they're pulling up old tweets. But he did. That's exactly what happened is he made the practice squad. Can I point something else out, too? I feel like with these quarterbacks, it's the offense. Okay, these quarterbacks, none of them, it's it's the offense. And so, so look, what I want to point Okay, what I want to say is with, I'll get to you in a second, Dave, but I, I, I want to make this point. With Trey, let's keep it in mind. He has started week one, week two, week four, week five, and week 16. Week 17. Week 17. Week 17. 17. Week 17. one, week two, week four, week five, week 17. Okay. His worst starts were week in weeks one, weeks two, weeks four, and weeks five. That's when the Niners' offense struggles as a unit. That's Kyle when Shanahan, Jimmy struggles. That's when Kyle struggles. Kyle comes out of the gate regardless. And I wrote a whole that, long article on Niners Nation yes. about every single team that he's been on. They come out of the every gate. time. Uh, if Brock Purdy starting week one, they're going to struggle, and it's not going to be his fault. It's what they do. And Trey's caught the brunt of that. Look at who hasn't been out there with him. Look at how the offense has been different. The one time he played – Okay, so the one time he played after the bye week was week 17. It was a must-win game. His quarterback rating that game was 116, which is about what Brock Purdy did frequently down the stretch last year. I mean, it's the offense. It's the one time he got to play in the offense that had an identity that he got to like play quarterback. It worked. I mean, it's so obvious what's going on. Like Brock Purdy, yeah, he's good, but he benefited from an offense that was clicking before he was there. They were on a four or five game winning streak. Jimmy was playing well. He went out. He kept uh, Brock kept enrolling, but we've already seen Trey in that situation. He looked good too. You better not get rid of him before you see him in that situation again. Because he might well, be the guy who ends up starting after the bye week for you this year. He could be he could be the one who looks great because the offense looks great. That's the best part about all this. And Dave Barclay is backing up your point. You say BP won um, playoff games, but it's the cast. Yeah. Um, and he also says he is good, but it's hard to look bad with this cast. Yep. Honestly, Trey will look better with the same group. Remember, in week one, George Kittle didn't play. Right. There was a Debo Samuel fumble. Mitchell got hurt week. after six carries. There was a Debo Samuel fumble in the red zone when this yeah. offense was rolling. Like there's, there's, and the defense largely cost them that game. There's coverage busts on the back end that ends up on touchdowns. Like, That's like, true. all right, look, Grant, you know this, and everyone who watches Coast to Coast or has watched us, I wanted Justin Fields, right? But I hear That's a true. lot of talk about Justin Fields outplayed Trey in this game. Where and yeah. when and when, <laughs> when? And, 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 and on when? Two, maybe on two on two throws where there were busted coverages when there were like, busted okay. coverages there was, yeah, a okay. busted, there was a busted coverage yeah. to Dante Pettis which yeah. the Dante Pettis touchdown is to to get back at Grant like that's by the way like like he For sure. did that just sorry Dante you got you got the last <laughs> laugh on that one shout out to Dante on his third con he's on his third contract or something I mean that guy keeps <laughs> respect and What's then. Up? And then the other touchdown happens on a coverage bust that, like, yes. Greenlaw, like, loses himself on. Again, playing better. He lost himself in the music in the moment on that play. Oh, my <laughs> God. And I don't want to. You know what? Not, not that I don't want to say anything bad about Eminem, but I'm good. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm Eminem, by the way. <laughs> Look, um, DJ um, Aram says, Jason, been ages. Finally been pop on live. Let's go 49 and smash that like button. Uh, SDS, uh, woot, woot. Also, same thing. Um, all right, Grant, enough with the quarterback talk, right? Like, we're good with this right now at this point. 
I think we have yeah. one more. Hold on. Let me make sure I get to this other because you got a ton of super. I, th- uh, I just think it's important to remember that, yeah, yeah, Trey Lance struggled week one. Freaking, yeah. he, lo- he lost to the Bears. That's true. Jimmy lost to the Broncos week three. It was the whole team. Purdy didn't have to go through that. Purdy Grant, missed that. Okay. You're, you're, preaching, you're preaching to the choir right now at this point. People need to remember all, that. All day, every day, Kim. Um, yeah. Thank you for the donation. Jason, if the quarterback don't look like them, and we know what I'm talking about, I think he does. The quarterback must be head and shoulders proven, but not Brock, Jimmy, and Sam. This is my question to you, real quick. That's, and, hey, that's the thing. Honestly, though, like how many black Grant quarterbacks? My narrative. Get, he said, how he many said, black quarterbacks get to learn and and imp- like? I feel like you got to no. be ready to go. Otherwise, there's no patience. Like Grant, the patience uh, comes if you look like Sam, Zach, Max. If you have a name like Trevor or Casey or <laughs> look. Grant stole my narrative, Dave says. Sorry. But here's my question. Um yeah. to you, Grant. Um, and then we'll we'll you know we'll, we'll That's the whole story from- of Geno Smith's career. That's all, that's all I'm saying. No, we'll and pivot that's why away I, from yeah. we'll pivot yeah. away from this after I ask you this question. Sure. There's a large portion of the 49ers fan base and even 49ers media somewhat, and people that that are literally saying, I can't wait to see. Sam Darnold with Kyle Shanahan and these weapons. Yeah. You know what I would say? I can't wait to see Trey Lance with Kyle Shanahan and this same. It's a very strange culture. I mean, think about it from the Seahawks perspective. If they could take Sam Darnold or Trey Lance, they're both free agents. Who would they sign? I'm thinking Trey. Uh, Look, my question is this, Grant. Yeah. Grant. There's a four-game starting sample size with Trey Lance that is used yeah. to judge him across the board. <laughs> Darnold there has started like damn near 65. 60. There's 55 games. 55 games. And he of played Trey like Lance. this his last year at, at USC, too. Everyone disregarded it. They were like, oh, he lost some players. And, it's and not Grant, his fault that he fumbled 35 and times Grant, and threw 15 and picks. This is my best. This is the best part. And Dave, I'm gonna save your I'm gonna save your super chat. I'll get to it in a second, I promise. Grant, 55 starts of Sam Darnold. I live on the East Coast. I'm like, I can open this window, MetLife Stadium's right on, like, literally across the street from me. Like, I live that yeah. close. Six games in which Sam Darnold played decent. You can't even say six. I, I, don't, I don't, six, six. The six last straight. one, he threw for, like, 30 yards and one. Uh, no, six he doesn't games. get credit for that one. Six he, games. At the end. <laughs> last game of the year he won he beat he beat the saints he he was five for 15 for 43 yards with two picks and and uh two fumbles and one grant. so no no he didn't play well in that game grant six games in which sam darnold looked decent i don't even like like there's nobody who has watched the film can literally say he was objectively great or looked like he turned the corner this is my question grant you have a young man that you invested everything in, heaven and earth, you moved up to, right? And you hear Kyle Shanahan at the owners' meeting talk about, well, Sam Darnold, there's a reason someone took him at three. What was the reason you took Trey Lance at three? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Look, hey, I just have a feeling. I, I feel like Kyle has a fetish for backup quarterbacks. He loves him, man. Like every time he gets a quarterback with a little bit of talent, it's his mission 
to tell that guy, like, dude, your backup's better than you. You suck. He's good. You suck. He's good. Like, really? Why? Why do you have this fetish for guys who, like, can sort of operate your system right away but have no upside? Like, how long have you and your dad been playing this game? Since 1999? I mean, you really thought you were better than John Elway and you guys created him and now you're going to prove it with a bunch of backups like Brian Greasy? Brian Greasy's on the team. That shows you what the Niners want from their quarterbacks. Brian Greasy. And They're Bobby always going to fall for the next Brian Greasy. And w- w- I feel like per- with Purdy, what is Purdy? Like Jake Plummer I- I- in the Mike Shanahan school of quarterbacks? Like, well, what are we talking about here? Jake Plummer? M- light? What are we talking about? Jake Plummer. That's my comparison for Brock Purdy. So Dave says he is good, but hard to look bad with this cast. He's talking about Darnold. And I feel like that's a popular excuse for why Sam. There's been plenty of quarterbacks who have played with nobody and bad quarterbacks. But I, I mean, and bad coaching. But I feel like Sam Darnold is afforded all of these sort of excuses. Right. Again, it's I can't wait to see Sam with this coach and these weapons. All right. Dave's got another one. Um because I you feel like people say, like, well, we've seen Trey with this coach and these weapons. Like, well, for not four games. Really. The no, one the one time you saw him post bye week when the offense was clicking, like you saw with Brock, 116 rating. But it didn't count. It, he wasn't good enough in the first half. Yeah. Like Brock didn't have some rough starts. Brock was terrible in the first half against the Seahawks in the playoffs, right? But he, he got it together in the second half. If Trey did that, it wouldn't have counted because it wasn't four quarters of consistently good. And football. also, and and you know what else they forget, Grant? is in that Seattle game in which Trey broke his ankle, they had two drives. The first drive, uh-huh. they ran into the red zone, and they took a field goal. Shout out to Robbie Gold. And then they were getting there again, and he broke his ankle again. Like, why is They were moving never, the ball at will. They were moving it at will because, one, first Week of all, two. Seattle stinks. Yeah, Seattle stinks. And they were, and and it still felt like this team wasn't in rhythm completely with Trey Lance. And one more, the running game um, was working though. The running game was more, working though. Um, was it six games, Jason? It was six games. That's the reason that so many. I've seen people on Twitter literally at me and say the six games that Sam Darnold put on tape with the Carolina Panthers is supersedes anything that Trey Lance has. Well, first of all, it's two more games that Trey Lance has been able to put on tape as a starter, pretty much. And everybody forgets that Carolina literally dumbed down the offense. Ben McAdoo dumbed down the offense to the point where he was like, there's no more deep shots. We're only going to give you DJ more throws, and we're only going to give you checkdowns. That is a part that, to channel my guy, Rich Madrid, Watch the fucking tape, please, man. I promise you, like, if you watch the tape a little bit more, then look at the stats that he put up. And the only reason those stats look good in those six games is because he has 49 other games in which the stats pale in comparison, Grant, to what he's doing. Real quick. Also, and, we, uh, we act like Brock Purdy was was going crazy, man. 210 yards, 185 yards, 217, no, 234. No, Brock was good, but I think— He was right. good, but I mean, he's not like Kurt Warner. He's not so, going to the Hall of Fame. He's so good. Grant, I'll push back. I'll push back a little bit on this, Grant. Like again, the stats look however it is. The decision making, the the being able. Yeah, to it's all good. Things. It was better than Jimmy for sure, man. He, I definitely yeah. feel comfortable with yeah. him on this team as the backup for years yes. to come. But I'm not stopping my quarterback search because we found Brock. We. No, 
No. Oh, all right. So, so I guess what I'm saying. The is search like, continues, it, and Trey is you invested. So you got you got to see what you got in Trey, man. I, I liked, can't. I can't yell about watching the tape without uh, discounting some of those stats that Brock had because of the way he operated the offense, because how he was under poise, because and yeah. how you mentioned earlier, how, how you mentioned earlier, it's away about, from pressure. Get away from pressure, Jimmy. I just guys, feel like there's only so f- throwing that away. Yeah, there's only so much you can do if you have an arm that uh, like is tapped out around like 25, 30 yards downfield. Yes. His longest throws of the year was the, was the touchdown throw to Kittle down the middle, and what else? The one where Ayuk had to stop and wait down the side, the left side, the back shoulder to the McCaffrey. Like there is a cap on what his arm could do before the surgery, and I feel like that's what makes him a backup, a great backup. Man, he can move and operate this offense, but. He's always going to be as good as his surrounding cast. Always. I will say this, Grant. Having said all this about Trey Lance and everything and people jumping to conclusions, I do believe that Brock Purdy has earned the right to at least take the – if he was healthy today, take the quarterback once. If he hadn't blown out his – yeah. Right, yeah. right. Like, like again, I understand. You have to go with the guy that you have – seen the most from and i think that's mm-hmm. fair to say that it's brock but bna says if jimmy g can look bad with these weapons at times sam darnold is about to raise the bar by lowering it to hell my goodness man i didn't know that jimmy i didn't know that sam darnold was about to get uh, a bunch of strays here too as well i mean i i guess both trey lance and brock purdy need to show that they can play football in the nfl for long stretch and stay healthy because neither one's done it and it's funny i mean Kyle blamed Brock, right? Kyle's like, yeah, he should have stepped up in the pocket. And a lot of people feel he should have. He should have. So, I mean, it's on him to really show that he's not just a little guy who's going to have good stretches but get hurt. I mean, Jimmy was bigger than him and really couldn't. What do you mean, Grant? It was Tyler Croft's fault. And it was Kyle's fault for using a backup. No, I mean, they're culpable for sure. I mean, I don't blame Tyler Croft. He had no chance. Kyle was at fault. He was culpable. But at the same time, like, there were things... There were things young Brock could have done on his own to protect if, himself. If he stepped up and threw that ball to Brandon Ayuk, that's a huge... If he were a franchise quarterback, he would have stepped up in the in the pocket and thrown that ball with anticipation. Okay. But he's Brock, and that's he's true. great for that's what he is. Say. MD yeah. 2020, I hope that's not Mad Dog 2020 because that's a, that's a drink that you know we used to have when we were younger. That would eat, oh, on the East Sounds Coast. Sounds like another the, East Coast thing. On the East I don't Coast know thing. About Mad, yeah, any East Coaster, no, hold on. Any East Coaster that's on here, if you see MD 2020 and you don't think of Mad Dog, then I'm either old or I'm just outdating Jeez. myself regardless. I'm thinking Kansas City wants Trey as Mahomes' backup just to rub it in Kyle's face as to how fast they could develop him as a quarterback. That implies that Patrick Mahomes is going anywhere for the next 10 years, and I don't think that's a possibility. Seattle would be perfect. See, Pete Carroll would pump him full of confidence so quick. That's all Trey needs. Trey was the most confident kid coming out of North Dakota State. Kyle Shanahan, man, took that away from him. Real Kyle Shanahan will give you a lot. He'll give you the defense, the weapons, the left tackle, the scheme. He just won't. He won't tell you that you're great. And Pete Carroll will tell you that every single day. I think Trey needs that. He needs a hug. Fish and chips uh, gave five pounds. If I'm if I'm doing this correctly, Kyle scheme that doesn't let the quarterback read the D or call audibles. Why would any vet want to deal with that high school quarterback stuff? Your plays suck, man. Um, and that kind of brings me back to the whole thing in terms of oh MD 2020s wine. Ah, based on what is we this had, MD 20? What is this? Is it like on, flavored wines? I don't know, man. I I mean, it could what? be one. MD twenty twenty is a West Coast thing, though. Grant, look. Okay. 
Roman's cooking. I don't know what the hell this is. Uh, uh, we're the same age, man. Yes. Like, again, it was the cheapest. It was the cheapest. Like, that you okay, could, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, you can get all your right. hands on. It technically right. is wine, right? Okay. Um, we, we drink that right. top-of-the-line wine Carlo Rossi out here, but that's us. All right. Mark says, how much better is Drew Brees' arm than Purdy? Much better, in my opinion. I think Dude, Drew Brees had zip on his passes, and he definitely pushed the ball down the field to Marcus Colson up to see him a lot. His, and his anticipation is stupid, right? Like him getting the ball out fast. Like again, guys, yeah. Mark, Mark, I'm not trying to like call you out, but like, nah, I think he would actually push the ball 30, 40. I, but you can not be excited, fifty yards. You could be excited about Brock Purdy. Let's leave Drew Brees out of this. I mean, I I, I bring that up on on Twitter uh, about. Purdy not having a strong enough arm. People always counter with Drew Brees and Peyton Manning. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Those Peyton Manning pushed the ball down the field a lot to Marvin Harrison. Manning, I mean, Peyton Manning deciphered things with his mind quickly. Yeah. And with, like, all right, I, look, run Brock 13 times again. Those guys ran four verts a lot. They were, they would attack you if you, I mean, they wouldn't. I'm just saying, I don't think you could compare Brock to that. Who's, uh, who would you compare Brock's arm to? Just the arm. In the most respectful way possible. They're not Think about like it. This. They're not going to like it. this. Who? They're not. Jimmy. Even but Jimmy has a stronger arm than Brock. I don't know about that. And I'll tell you this, Grant. I think that he throws with more anticipation than Jimmy. He throws more anticipation than Jimmy. He gets it there in, in, in the right manner. And again, look, the only reason. I'll that put it I, this way. Remember how Jimmy overthrew uh, Emmanuel Sanders? Sanders? Brock wouldn't have because he physically can. He would have hit that it. throw. He would have hit that throw. Maybe if Brock was a quarterback, they wouldn't have had to make that throw. All right, but look, my thing is, is this, um, Grant, and and and, yeah. and see, all, the only time I come up with these takes is when when you and I are talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um the thing about it is this is, um, the offense was the same. Guys were running wide open, right? Like they were running wide open. For me, I felt like there was a little bit more of Brock putting guys in the right position to run after the catch. Instead of asking your playmakers to catch something behind them and and run with it, a Brock bit is more. definitely better than Jimmy. Brock but I've always considered Jimmy. Jimmy a backup quarterback. I've always considered him a backup quarterback. Respect, and I'd love to. See, I can't wait to see what he does no. No. on the Raiders. Respect, respect we'll the Raiders. Legend, so here's my prediction, real quick, to you, Grant and Tinker. It yes. says one more sleep. Thank you for the donation. Appreciate you, bro. Mm -hmm. Um, here's my prediction with Jimmy. Jimmy's going to win game one. I don't care who the opponent is. Could be the Kansas City Chiefs. Could be whoever it is. He's going to have an a, amazing game. And Devontae Adams is going to catch two touchdowns. And, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to hoop in that game. I promise you, in that one game. After yeah. that. But by week five, the starting quarterback will be <laughs> CJ Stroud. No, how about this? What if Stroud drops to seven? Is Jimmy going to start week one at all? Because well, they're they're doing to Stroud what they did to Fields. You know the NFL doesn't like Ohio State quarterbacks, and they if, might be right about that. But maybe, getting, but I, I see he might. Uh, I don't even know. I like Stroud, but you started to hear it. Oh, he didn't go to the Manning Academy. S two. Like, he's dropping. He's dropping, and the Raiders could get him. And ooh, I would take him over Jimmy. Ooh, I would take him over Jimmy. I feel like the Raiders are going to try to push as far as they can for Anthony Richardson, and that would be so funny to Jimmy Garoppolo to literally be in the same spot that he was in like just moving on from another place but at the be same hilarious. time he is he, this is this is Jimmy Garoppolo's life regardless of who they they decide they decide to select he is the bridge quarterback 
He's the guy who warms up the seat for the guy behind him. And that's valuable, right? Andy Dalton's made a career. Andy Dalton's a starter somehow right now. Again, in, in Carolina. And we just watched him in New Orleans. And he wasn't warming up the seat for anybody. It's valuable. You're going to make money yeah. doing that. Chris says yeah. there are only five elite quarterbacks. I agree with that. But the Niners have given up on trying to find or make the league sixth. The whole regime needs to be fired. I don't know about the whole regime needing to be fired, but Grant, this is what I was trying to explain to you earlier. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. They've given up. They've given up on trying to find the the guy, right? Like one of those guys, and they're just like, well, if we get Jed a guy, who, well, if we're giving up, if we get a guy who can operate the offense and he can do what I say, we have all these other guys, then we can win. That's my problem, I think, right now with the philosophy the 49ers have. No, but that's that is that might be John's philosophy or Kyle's philosophy, but Jed made it clear. He said, I hope that one of these three quarterbacks gets a massive, massive extension with the 49ers at some point. But until then, we're gonna make sure that we build this thing around a young quarterback with a very team-friendly contract. Like that's what that's the best they can do now. But the goal is to actually break one of these dudes off with a contract that fits his ability. And they tried with Jimmy, but they lie. I mean, they kid themselves. And that's what I'm saying. I keep going back to Jed. Jed is swinging for the fences. He gave all the money to Jimmy. He gave all the picks for Trey. He probably feels burned. And I'm sh- I, he likes that they've built a great organization. But I feel like how many chances do you get at the quarterback spot? They've had two big swings. They're 0 for 2. One more? Three? Three and you're out? Oh, oh. All right, here's a question. Here's a question. What if they never got Brock Purdy? What if they never got Brock Purdy? What if some other team drafted Brock Purdy in round seven? The Niners didn't mm-hmm. get him. And and Trey Lance got hurt, and Jimmy got hurt, and Jimmy went to the Raiders. What would we? What would happen to this organization right now? What would Jed be saying? Like, there's no fallback. There's no hey, don't worry about it. Brock's great. Great. It's just Trey. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy bailed them out from that decision with Trey Lance. Bailed them out. They better thank him. They better send him like a a Christmas card or something. And, an edible and arrangement. Do you know how I know he bailed him out? This is a copycat league. Every single team now at the end of their drafts are going to take chances on sixth and seventh round quarterbacks trying to find the next Brock Purdy, which I feel is the dumbest thing I've ever heard because the whole idea of Brock Purdy is something nobody's ever seen. It's something nobody's ever seen. So for that you being said, that, that being said, I'm on the other side. I feel like this team is so loaded. You kind of know what you need. You can find the next Brock Purdy. Like Kyle can find a million, a million backup quarterbacks that he can win with. Sam Darnold. Honestly, I, maybe. Like honestly, all Sam Darnold has to do is not turn the ball over. That's his job. But, and if he does turn the ball over, you're, you're benched. You're but benched. But you're asking. But, you're asking too short to not say bitch, and you're asking, <laughs> like, like literally when you say that about Sam Darnold, like, like that's the thing. It's like counterpoint, the, I, counterpoint. McCaffrey kind of helped Jimmy cut down on his turnovers. Because I'm just he saying, had an like, outlet. He had an outlet. exactly. He had but but Darnold play, Darnold play with McCaffrey, and still was the the disaster that he is. So maybe some people are just disasters. But if you if you bring in Stetson Bennett, who's you know would suck on every single team in the league, you but you put him on the right? Niners. I know, he does. Issues. He does. But you put him on the Niners, like he you can't you tell me he couldn't do what, what Brock Purdy does. Sesson Bennett couldn't do that. Jake Hayner couldn't do what Brock Purdy. I feel like But Jake Hayner now seems, you have to take you gotta take a higher pick. Sure. You're not gonna get him in the fifth, sixth round now. Now Jake nah, Hayner. Take Stetson Bennett and his fake ID or whatever. No, whatever. Oh, he's 26. Christ. Look, real quick, because I know I gotta get you out of here. JG one says No, I have a question for you after this. 
All right, Mad Dog 2020 was the vanguard of the bum wine industry that dominated the low-priced, high-octane fruit juice market for decades till the premium malt beverage movement began to take hold in the century. That is the most articulate way to describe Mad Dog 2020, and I thank you for that, JJ. What is premium malt beverage? I I grew up Uh, on uh, Steel Reserve. Oh, no, White Claw's malt liquor. Mickey's. White okay. Claw's okay. White Claw's malt uh, liquor. It was the original mall. It was the right. original White Claw. So what White Claw Got is, it. White Claw to people, it, that's like Diet Colt 40s. They're Diet Got 40s, it. basically. Yep, yep, right. yep, yep, yep. Um, Dave Barclay says, miss one of mine. Um, Still say fire a cow. It's like Boone's Farm wine. This is, again, I'll see if I can go back and find it. I'll see if I go back and find it. But I got a question for uh, right. Jason. Let's do it. Um, You are good with DBs in the draft. I am. I am. You're good with DBs. I'm interested, like, who do you think they should be looking at on the outside, in the slot, at safety? Uh, one guy in particular that's interesting that could be there in round three is Eli Ricks from Alabama. What do you think of him? Give me, give me, give me, give me some some knowledge Grant, on him. And, 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 yeah. Grant, you're talking about Eli Ricks is my draft crush. Oh. You're talking about a you're oh. talking about a guy. You're talking about a guy who played at LSU for two years, was a true junior at Alabama, and unfortunately was in someone's doghouse, but then he played from week seven all the way through. And in mm-hmm. Alabama, he hooped. Now, he he doesn't have straight line speed. He mm-hmm. is somebody who is very smart in diagnosing routes. He can stay in phase. He has incredible ball skills. He can play fast. Eli Ricks is one of my draft crushes, Grant, because when I look at this team, everyone looks at offensive line edge, and I guess they're they're saying safety just because Deshaun Gibson's not going to be here, right? And then of course, you know, tackle, right? Like we're we're, we're trying to figure out right tackle, and then obviously you have to fill in for Trent, for Trent Williams. But Eli Ricks would afford this team depth that they don't have. If God forbid something happened to Diamador Lenore or Mooney Ward, you are banking on Ambry Thomas on. Whoever the hell it is that's like back there at this point, Eli Ricks is a guy that I feel like you can get at 91, 92, wherever the 99 is where they start, 101, 102. But Eli Ricks is a guy that is one of my draft crushes. He can be one of the better cornerbacks in this draft based on his IQ, how fast he is, the dog that he is. He doesn't have to run fast in terms of straight line speed. But he understands being in phase. He plays the ball well, and he's a high IQ guy. Eli Ricks is my guy, man. I'm glad you brought him up because cool. that's who I was going to say. That's good to know. Let's make sure we've gotten all these super chats. And I'm trying to make sure I get to them. I'm going for it. I got yeah. you. Let me keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I'm um, going yeah. up. Uh, because if a super chat falls in the woods and no one reads it, doesn't make a sound. I don't know. Uh, all right, here we go. Would you trade Bosa for Houston's first round picks, twenty three, twenty four? I, I mean, wouldn't. no. I mean, look, aren't you looking for franchise cornerstone players? Didn't you find one in Nick Bosa? This, wasn't this the problem with trading? Oh, hold up. You can't, call it, you can't call about Nick Bosa. You can call about Trey Lance, though. You can't call about you Nick can. Bosa. That's right. You can't. That's you right. Can't. And yeah. whether you can call about Brandon Ayuk or not is kind of up in the air. <laughs> A little murky. Um, I had to do the math. Kyle is 45 and 48 before bye week. 58. 45 and 58 before the bye week. Before All time? All time. That is very interesting, and again, we're we're judging Trey Lance. Um, like eighty percent of his appearances came before the bye week. Uh, Michael says, "Is there any chance San Francisco can slash does trade for Jackson?" 
I I don't know. Say would no, Let's, no one, no, it, no one. No. Uh, that all comes down to Big Jed. Jed, we believe in you. Go with all right. Go with your gut. All right. Um, and Mark says Kyle never wants to get a quarterback who diminishes the need for his offensive scheme. At the end of the day, Kyle's the star. Kyle's the star. Kyle's offense. Mike wasn't Mike wasn't the star in, in Denver with uh, John Elway, and that's why Mike's not in the Hall of Fame. So could be something. Praise to praise who for Brock. He wouldn't have seen the field if Kyle knew how to block free rushers. If Jimmy mm. didn't get hurt, nobody knows but us Brock's name. If Jimmy didn't get hurt, would Brock have, would Jimmy have gotten an extension with this team? Is there any advantage to not letting other teams know your quarterback going into the season? No. And 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 if if, if people mm. are calling about Trey Lance, then they kind of realize the, the situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get there might be, but there's also probably an advantage of of, of your team knowing who your quarterback's going to be. Also, there's that. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get to like these things are coming in so fast. I know. Oh my goodness, man. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Did I get a starred one? Missed one of mine. He said that. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, 2.0 says Sam never played in a system where everyone else isn't into also isn't also learning the system with a good coach and roster. Even Helton and Sarkeesian with SC suck is going to be at least as good as Jimmy G. Um, I don't know, Grant. I don't. I'm not a a big Jimmy G supporter. It's a whole lot of excuses for a guy who started 55 games. But when you try to make an excuse for for a guy with four starts, it's like no one wants to hear it. Am I wrong? I'm open minded. Hey, man, I'm open minded about Sam Darnold. No, look, look, open minded. I Look, think he's going to play better. I think he's going to play better than he played in the past because every quarterback plays well here eventually when it gets week 13, but come on. Look, I get it. Sam Darnold had to deal with Adam Gase, the New York mm-hmm. Jets. Matt Rule I get sucks. Matt, yeah, I get it. I get it. But aside from two Smiths, Alex and Gino, has there ever been a quarterback who has played poorly the entire time of their career and all of a sudden just ran into a coach who just Unlocked it. So well, people are gonna say people are gonna say Geno Smith. So I said, I so know. I said the two, the two yeah. Smiths, Alex and Geno. Yeah. All right. Don't point. Don't point to the two people, as opposed to the hundreds of other quarterbacks who have played yeah. poorly under poor circumstances. Don't don't point to the two people that have been able to do something outside of the people that they've been with, and try to use that as the rule. And I feel like that's the problem more than anything. And Steve Young, fine. And Steve Young was able to sit behind Joe Montana for year after year after year with the salary cap. That's a little bit of a different, in my opinion, um, time, era, chance. But we're literally talking. Rich Gannon. Okay, that's a good one. Mm. I like that one. Rich Gannon from Croc. Um, Rich Gannon was an MVP. As a comp, so as talking, a comp for who? But we're talking about like four, like four yeah. guys. We're talking about well, like Gannon. four. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about like yeah. four guys. We're not. But, no, but about- Rich Gannon is different though. Like Rich Gannon, like Sam Darnold started fifty-five games and sucked. 
Rich Darnold was uh, Rich Gannon was like a backup who couldn't really get an opportunity and got his opportunity super late. Like we're talking about like Blake Bortles turning it around at 26 or, or Blaine Gabbert turning it around at 26. Like these, these guys had hella chances. Also, uh, fish and chips up at 540. We missed that one. If you could scroll up and get that oh, one eventually. Shit. 540. I got yes. you. And hey, and, and if we missed you, let, let us know uh, in the chat what time like it's my that fault. you missed it. I'll find it. I can't click on them because I'm I'm the the it's junior partner of the simul class. It's all good. I'm trying. I'm not used to. I'm not used to having this many. They coming fast. Uh, yeah, no, it's a big yeah, responsibility. Apparently. Yeah, it is. It is. You do a way better job than I do. Um, Sorry, but keep going. Keep going. Five forty fish and chips. Five forty. I got you. Um, so yeah, Rich Gannon. Yeah, Rich Gannon. He was the guy who didn't get an opportunity young enough. Like, I guess that's more like Gino. I don't like Gino. Gino, they they wrote off immediately. Crocker played with Gino. Gino was a second round pick, so he didn't get four or five years to try. I think he got. A year or two. I think one of those teams, he won like eight games. So he actually had more success than Darnold. I think. Could be wrong about that. Okay, here we go. Yeah, we go. Uh, Kyle called a long developing play action against a teed up Eagles defense schemer. High school coach in charge of an NFL team. The weak part of the team. I'll tell you this. If Brock steps up and unleashes that ball to Brandon Ayuk, it's a huge gain. So that's the thing about calling the right play, right? Like calling the play during the time. You need your guy to block for half a second more. You need your quarterback to recognize, I need to step up. But if he, if all of those things are executed, you are looking at a big play. Everything the Chiefs wanted to do against the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl was what the 49ers had ready to go. Motion puts them in hell. They literally didn't know where to go with Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore on certain plays. That's what the 49ers were ready to do. Now, you can say, who cares what they were ready to do? They didn't execute it and they didn't get it done. They, didn't block, me, it. they didn't block a damn person that day. Right. And and for me, it's just like, I understand your frustration. Yeah. But I understand the vision also. Like, I get exactly what they were trying to do. And the Chiefs had a better quarterback who was able, even on one foot, to get it done, figure it out, and get it finished. Hey, look, I'm not surprised. Look, I understand why they wanted to do it. But if you want to be that team that's play action, two two tight ends, Block a block Hassan Reddick with the second tight end. You better have a kick-ass second tight end. Not the dude who was inactive last week. So I'm not surprised that the Niners could spend one of their top picks on a tight end this year. That's who you want to be? Then get and, that guy. Get that and guy. One, and one more thing, because I know, like, damn, we have so many more topics that we wanted to talk about. But whatever. Yeah. I got to get you out of here on the right time or whatever. I saw someone say Drew Brees was one of the guys that ended up playing well somewhere else. I think you're forgetting... Drew, Drew plays. Brees. Drew Brees plays. He played well in San Diego. And the reason that they moved on from him was they drafted Philip Rivers, and Drew yeah. Brees hurt his shoulder to the point that not only did the Chargers not want to invest in that, the Miami the Dolphins. Dolphins doctor was like, "We're good on that." Yeah. I I don't know what world it is that Drew Brees didn't play well, but I'd like to live in it just so I could make this up. Like in terms, he's not one of those guys. He doesn't count. Um. And, and look, two point says. Josh Allen's and maybe Hurts are only the two guys that improved their accuracy issues, but people still point to them about Trey like it could happen. You know what? I, I'm going to talk real quick about this, and this is how we probably we should end this. I do agree with this. Stop telling me about Josh Allen. Stop telling hmm. me about Jalen Hurts yeah. when it comes to what you think is going to happen with Trey Lance. Yeah, Because I feel that's unfair. Because you can always point to Blake Bortles and Blaine Gabbert and guys like that. You can always and do my that. My question yeah. is this. My question is this. The Buffalo Bills were fine with allowing Josh Allen to develop. 
because mm. who were they going to play besides him? Yeah. Jalen Hurts, they took when they had Carson Wentz, and that goes to show you that they didn't really believe in him, and he was able to develop as it went on. None of those situations correlate to Trey Lance and this situation, unfortunately, because this franchise is so ready to go right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't want to correlate those two guys' journeys to Trey Lance because I feel that's unfair because they were afforded what they were afforded. And even if – and Grant, I want to make sure I'm clear on this. Even if Trey Lance was afforded what they were afforded, there's no guarantee that Trey Lance turns into either of those guys. I, I just think it's really funny. They're like, look, look, look. We're too good. We can't play Trey Lance. He's just not ready enough. We got to play someone more experienced because we're – going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, go get Lamar Jackson. Oh, he's too expensive. That's that's too not that's too. It's like what are you talking you're having it both ways. So you want better but cheap. You want great but also really super cheap. Like he doesn't exist. That person doesn't fucking exist. Lamar does. Hey, read this real quick and then we got to go. No, you're good. You're good. Bobby Thunder, thank you for the donation. Josh Allen's first season, he had a QBR of 49.8 LOL and his second season wasn't so much better. People are easy to dismiss, Trey. Imagine the Bills just gave up on Josh. Again, that situation doesn't correlate. He still correlate. hasn't turned 23. That's the point. And, uh, and it yeah. doesn't correlate to the 49ers timeline. All right. Uh, you know what? Let me get you out of here. Grant, good to see you, man. Shout out to this you, was man, great. as usual. Let's do I'm this glad. again. This was fun. Yeah. Special Absolutely. event. Absolutely, yeah. man. I mean, uh, right, the people man. like it. There's people calling me a clown in the in the comments. That's cool. I'm used to it. Yeah, um, y'all just tight. I'll be there. Y'all just tight that the, the the Giants couldn't win two out of three against the Yankees, and the Yankees are cooking them. And uh, Aaron Judge is a Yankee. But either way, uh, Grant, appreciate you, man. <laughs> appreciate everybody that's here. Um, and again, man, um, we're good as always. But again, anytime you want to do this, as, as always, as always, bro. Let's do it. All right, man. See you guys right. over on my channel in one Later. second with Jesse. At the dark. He's got to go. Peace.